2: bloating uncontrollable laughter and in some cases anal leakage listener discretion is strongly advised hey this is episode number 90 of excuse me that's illegal a podcast that takes a hardcore look at some softcore crimes. I'm your boy Leroy, coming at you straight out of the closet with a couple tales about some perverts at a very popular fast food joint you may have heard of, McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We visited Mickey D's on a couple occasions already, but this time we'll be looking at things from a different angle. Just trust me, it's going to be interesting. This is the first episode of 2023. I'm expecting a big year for, excuse me, that's illegal. I'm going to put a little more effort into promoting myself. Things are going to take off. I can feel it. This is my year, baby. (laughs) With that being said, word of mouth is the best way to grow this show. So please tell your podcast listening buddies to check me out. And even if they say they're not into true crime, tell them this one's different. I mean, sure, sometimes it gets graphic and nasty. But not in a murdery way. Just in a shit-your-pants, creepy, pervy, degenerate kind of way. Totally different. Anyway, let's get a couple jokes in, then get the show on the road. Hey, did you guys hear McDonald's just released a new burger made entirely of beef lips? Yeah, it's true. They're calling it the McJagger. <laughs> That's clever. Okay, here's one that'll make you chuckle. How do you spot Ronald McDonald at a nude beach? Easy. Easy. He's the only one with sesame seeds on his buns. (laughs) All right, everybody, hop in the minivan and let's cruise these suburban streets as I serenade you with more tales of low-level true crime. And please, my friends, take a piss before we leave, because the bathrooms we're gonna visit, well, let's just say they don't have much privacy. Episode number 90, McDeviants. Back when I was 19, 20 years old, I was at a McDonald's with a couple of my pals. After some fine dining, we went to use the washrooms. That's right, chicks aren't the only ones that piss and packs. Guys can do it too. Anyway, when we got in there, it had just been freshly mopped, and there was one of those big yellow caution wet floor signs on the ground. You know, with the picture of a guy slipping on it. My friend dared me to snag that thing. Maybe it was the beers talking, but it seemed like a good idea, so I grabbed it, tucked it under my arm, and casually walked out of the store, completely unnoticed. Score! My apartment had hardwood floors, so anytime I mopped them, you best believe I proudly laid out that wet floor sign in the middle of the living room for all to see. Man, I miss those days. Uh, My point here is, that's the only somewhat strange experience I've had in a McDonald's washroom, thankfully. Because, as we will soon see, for a few customers, things can get much, much weirder. Okay, our first story takes us to Birmingham. Actually, so does our second story. This was one of those cases where one led to the other. Apparently, Birmingham is full of fast food loving perverts. Anyway, it's a big city. In fact, it's the second-largest city in the UK and is located in the West Midlands region of England. To narrow this down further, we're in Smallheath, which is an area in southeast Birmingham. We find ourselves at the McDonald's over there on 109 Coventry Road. This establishment receives a 3.7-star average from 3,150 Google reviews. Let's hear a couple of them, shall we? Jordan just three months ago left this one star. He sounded unimpressed. We ordered a bag of food. A big bag of food. Big tasty meal. Mozzarella sticks, strawberry milkshake, strawberries and cream lemonade, fish filet meal, and water. When we was handed the food, we asked the lady if we had everything in the bag that was on the screen, and she said yes. But no, we didn't have everything in the bag. They don't even check it anymore. It's getting beyond a joke. All right. Yeah, you should probably double-check your order, bro. Especially if it's a big one. Can never take their word for it. Keith had a much better experience four months ago. He gave four stars and said, Nice, quick, cheap snack of fries before going to the match. Despite loads of people, they were very efficient and got my fries within two minutes after putting my order in. Vegetarian options? Some good veggie options. Kid friendliness? Good place for kiddies. Parking? Plenty of parking spaces. Plus a drive through Wheelchair accessibility? Good wheelchair accessibility. Wow, thanks for that informative review, Keith. You can tell he does this often. And lastly, we'll finish off with Dale's review. Probably the dirtiest McDonald's I've ever been to. Toilets, absolutely disgusting. All tables covered in rubbish. Ketchup and barbecue sauce are awful. We'll never visit again. Zero stars if it was an option. Yikes. This man's even criticizing the ketchup packets. (laughs) That made me laugh. And his toilets absolutely disgusting comment is a fantastic segue into the story. Although it's not the toilets that are disgusting in this one. It's just one person. A man by the name of Jehoon Choi. So let's travel back to September 11th. The year is 2011. Mr. Choi is a Korean student. At least that's what the articles claim. A student of what? I don't know because it's never specified. He seems like a dumbass, and at 36 years of age, let's just say he's a student of life. Our boy says he was thirsty on this day, so he popped into McDonald's to have a drink. After his tasty beverage, he went to the washroom to take a leak. Pretty basic so far. While this is happening, a few officers of the law enter the McDonald's. They were on football duty. I'm assuming that means they were doing security for a soccer, pardon me, football game. They, like Mr. Choi, were thirsty and stopped in to get some refreshments. One of the officers went to use the restroom while the others order their drinks. He went to the urinal, and gentlemen, you know how it is. Kind of awkward at the urinals, at least in my opinion. I stare straight ahead at the wall or down at my junk while I'm peeing, doing my best not to catch a glimpse of any other weenies. Sometimes I get one in my peripherals, especially if it's a big one. It is what it is. Anyway, the officer notices a man beside him, our guy Choi, and he has his cell phone out, kind of at waist level, which is weird, but like I said, the officer is trying to mind his own business, so he just chalked that up to kind of strange. Maybe he was just being paranoid. He washed his hands and he got out of there. When the officer came out, his co-workers decided they too should use the restroom. He jokingly warned them of some creepy dude in there, and this is when things get crazy. Let's have the prosecutor in this case. Spoiler alert, yes, a crime does occur, and yes, Choi gets caught. Here's how prosecutor Carol Yarm describes the scene. Quote, The officers noticed the defendant still at the urinal and using an Apple iPhone. On approaching, they noticed that the iPhone had its camera activated. When they asked him what he was doing, he left the toilet area as fast as he could. End quote. Very suspicious behavior, I must say. The officers asked Troy what he was up to, and instead of coming up with some lame excuse like he accidentally turned on the camera feature on his phone, or literally anything really, he decides to bolt. The officers caught up to him just outside of the McDonald's and got him into custody. At first they couldn't find the cellular phone, but after a quick frisk, they found it in his waistband. Let's get another Prosecutor Carroll quote. Eventually, the officer found a phone on him and discovered videos of a police constable urinating on the phone. Uh, Let me cut in there for a second, Carol. He wasn't literally urinating on the phone, although Choi probably would have enjoyed that. There was just footage of the officer taking a piss. Carry on, Carol. The defendant admitted he had the videos, but he claimed it had nothing to do with sexual gratification. He claimed in questioning that he had been told when in London that if you were to join the police or military in the UK, you had to have something called pissing power, and that it was a sign of strength. He claimed he was filming the officers to see if this was true. End quote. Pissing power. Now I've heard it all. So this strong urine flow thing, I believe it was just an excuse, a funny one at that. I mean, I've heard a strong stream as a sign of a healthy prostate, maybe, or a big urethra. I don't know. I might be getting that wrong. Too lazy to Google it, but I'm sure I'll get an email or two from one of you experts out there. But yeah, it's definitely not a requirement to be a cop. That much, I know. Could you imagine? Mr. Choi, you passed the mental and the physical testing with flying colors. Just one more thing before you get your badge. Could you take a piss for us, please? We gotta make sure you got that heavy flow before you join the squad. Choi actually doubled down on this whole urine flow nonsense in court even showing them stills from a Korean film. Unfortunately, I'm not sure what this film was called or what the scene was about. He also quoted a South Korean proverb. I googled South Korean proverbs about urine and came up empty-handed. Okay, nobody was buying what Choi was selling here because our boy was busted with footage of a regular civilian on his phone, taking a leak. This was at a different McDonald's on a different date. Tell us about it, Prosecutor Carroll. He admitted recording another person doing a private act with the intention that he would use it for the purpose of obtaining sexual gratification without the other person's permission. Since Mr. Choi has now admitted the charge, he must also accept the sexual gratification aspect of the charge. End quote. Got him. Choi pleaded guilty after this came to light. Jehoon Choi was charged with voyeurism. Voyeurism? and was given a 12-week sentence, suspended 12 months, which means he would have to spend 12 weeks in jail if he didn't do what the court asked of him in that following year, which is pretty simple. He has to pay 500 pounds in court fees, do 150 hours of community service, and quit filming dudes pissing in urinals. That's what porn's for, bruh. Or find a partner who's willing to participate in whatever you're into, which I'm still not sure what his kink is here. Is it spying on people? Filming them without their knowledge? Does he want to get peed on? Is he just curious about penises? Not sure, but whatever it is, he's going about it the wrong way. That I think we can all agree on. There were only a few comments on the Daily Mail article, but Dave from Cardiff had a good one. He says, Sorry, Mr. Choi. No special powers required to be a police officer in this country. All you need is an overinflated ego and a smug sense of self importance. Ouch! Someone isn't a fan of the Boys and Girls in Blue. Okay, that is Creepy Perv number one out of the way. Let's get into Creepy Perv number two. And for this story, we're going to travel back to February 3rd, 2012. And we find ourselves again at a McDonald's. ba da pa pa. This branch is in Dale End, Birmingham. Unfortunately, when I looked into this fine establishment, I found that it is permanently closed. Yep, torn down just last year. The building it's in is called King's Parade and it was demolished to make way for an extension to the tram track. A tram is this weird-looking long bus-type thing. I don't know. I'm not from England, okay? We have streetcars over here, and it kind of looks like the same deal. Anyway, the McDonald's is gone now, but that doesn't mean we can't soil its name with some shitty reviews. Kick it while it's down, you know? Adge the Impaler gave three stars and says, Good friendly staff, but occasionally... They get your order wrong. People get stabbed outside here more than you'd like. I don't think those two facts are related, though. Okay? (laughs) Sounds like a rough area. Maria, last year, said place smelt of cannabis due to it being smoked outside. Maria, that's no reason to give the place a one-star review. How's that their fault? And finally, Julie, who dished out another one-star, says, I only go there when I need to use the toilet, you dirty girl. But that's another great segue into this story. Like I said, it's February 3rd, 2012, and a 32-year-old dude with a shaved head and some acne slithers into the ladies' washroom, unnoticed. Gross. He sneaks into one of the stalls, and now he plays the waiting game. He's a bird watcher, and not of the feathered variety, if you catch my drift. He patiently waits until finally one enters and sits down in the toilet stall next to him. She's likely taking a runny dump after devouring a couple filet of fishes Or not. Maybe she's just taking a tinkle. Regardless, it gets our guy all hot and bothered. He spies on her until she hears a grunt and spots him. She runs out of the toilet in horror and tells McDonald's employees. The bird watcher, his name is Suckburr Singh, Well, he takes this opportunity to hightail it out of there. Police are called, and when they check out the CCTV footage, they are able to get a great image of Suckbur, which they pass around to different officers. They think he must be local to the area, and they're right. An officer recognizes him 10 days later, and he's taken into custody. They are actually able to link Suckbur to a similar incident at another McDonald's location. Suckbur claims he's innocent, but while he's awaiting his day in court, he is arrested yet again for hanging out in another woman's restroom. Not McDonald's this time, surprisingly. This one was a rest stop just off the highway. What a slime ball. Things are not looking good for Suckbur here. Not too surprisingly, he is found guilty of secretly observing another person doing a private act for sexual gratification. Suckbur's punishment for this is fantastic. He's given a 12-month community order. He also has to do 100 hours of community service, pay 50 bucks to each of his victims. Kind of weird, but cool, I guess. Those ladies can buy themselves a few Big Mac combos. He also has to pay $670 in court fees. And finally, this is the best part. He becomes the first person ever to be banned from all 1,200 McDonald's establishments in England and Wales. He's also banned from all women's toilets and change rooms, which is kind of strange because, I mean, aren't guys forbidden to enter women's washrooms and change rooms anyways? Either way, I guess it's cool to make it official. Sucks to be suckper. Imagine having to leave the country just to get some McDonald's. His photograph and a list of offenses have been distributed to all 1,200 of those McDonald's establishments, which is awesome. I'm glad he got banned from Mickey D's, but let's be real here. There's still Burger King, KFC, the list goes on and on. I don't think the restaurant is the issue here. He just likes spying on women while they do their business. You know, I thought with access to basically unlimited amounts of porn, it would curb this type of deviant behavior. And it's probably enough for most people to rub one out to a video of a lady taking a shit or some hidden camera action or whatever you're into. But for some people, it's not enough. They need to get in on the action. They need to get their hands dirty. They want the sights, the smells, the sounds, the risk of being caught. Nothing substitutes real-life experience, unfortunately. And I kind of get that. I enjoy watching cooking shows, but am I full after watching them? (laughs) Hell no! They actually make me hungrier. Then I go to the kitchen or order up some food to satisfy my hunger. Damn, maybe porn is actually making things worse, now that I think about it putting ideas in people's heads, planting seeds. Yikes. But I'm just talking out loud here, just spitballing. And I am certainly no expert, so let's hear from some. The geniuses in the Daily Mail comment section never disappoint. And they are feisty today. Nick says, being banned from McDonald's is a punishment? I don't know about him, but it would be for me. Ray adds, degraded humanity, subhuman, taking up valuable space on this beautiful planet. Space that a more worthy creature could inhabit. Like a slug, for example. <laughs> Just Donna says, This is utter nonsense. What, all the McJob people will take the trouble to memorize his face? Yeah, right. Even if there was a photo right in front of them, I bet he'd get served in almost any McDee's. he's entered. Which is nearly punishment enough. Meekrab says, They should just have unisex toilets. What's the big deal? Thankfully, only 25 people agreed with him. Okay, we'll end this with David's comment, which I think caps things off nicely. It's simple. He says, yuck, what a dirty little pervert. Truer words have never been spoken. And we are back. That's wrap on episode number 90 mcdeviants there's some sickos out there that's why you always got to keep your head on a swivel even when you're just trying to take a leak unbelievable as always i want to thank Steffi for voicing the disclaimer the operator for providing that sweet sweet theme music and my boo for editing this episode you know what time it is listener confession time baby so let's get criminal criminal i wanna get criminal This one comes in from my pal Heather. After hearing episode 89, Fecal Matters, she told me it reminded her of a time she shit her pants. Of course, I said, do tell. And here's what she told me. I used to be a server for a restaurant in a casino, and after working all day, I just wanted to go home. I worked evenings, so coffee was important, and I'm not a fan of public restrooms, and wanted to wait until I got home. I head home and my stomach starts gurgling and cramping up. Next thing I know, it's just coming out and I couldn't control it while I'm driving. Luckily, it didn't go through my thick uniform pants. And I got home and did my walk of shame inside. Straight to the bathroom to take everything off and go right into the shower. It was a shitty experience and I'm glad it hasn't happened since. (laughs) The walk of shame. Love it. And I've had to do it a few times as well, so don't worry. It's a perfect description. Good thing the neighbor didn't try and stop you on the way in for a chat. Would have been slightly embarrassing. And I'm sure next time you got into your vehicle, it had that lovely poo car smell. Thanks for sharing, Heather. If you have a petty crime confession you want to share, or just an awkward, embarrassing experience you want to get off your chest, hit me up like Heather did. And who knows, you could have your story played on the air. Excuse me, that's illegal at gmail.com is the email. Join me on Patreon if you're looking to get more Leroy in your life and to support this show. A little goes a long way. Patreon.com slash excuse me, that's illegal to join up. There's a link in those infamous show notes. Before we get out of here, I have a promo to play for you from a podcast I've been binging lately called True Crime Creepers. It's hosted by Kristen and Mogab. Kristen is a lover of all things true crime, and she tells her pal Mogab, who is a self-proclaimed true crime newbie, all these crazy stories about killers and con artists, and she hears about this stuff for the first time, and we tag along for the ride. It's fantastic. They'll tell you all about their kick-ass podcast in a moment. As for myself, come join me in another 10 days, and I'll happily serve you up a hearty helping of soft-course gum baggery. Peace! Take it away, Kristen and MoGab.
1: Hey, peeps and creeps. Let me introduce you to a new true crime podcast, True Crime Creepers, where we talk about all the real life creeps from con artists to serial killers. I'm Kristen, the true crime fanatic who loves to tell these stories. And I'm MoGab, the true crime newbie who hasn't heard any of them. No, really. She's heard none of them. Hey! Ugh! I guess that's true. Each week, Kristen tells me a new case with excellent victim-centered storytelling. We laugh, we cry, we get scrunch face, but we always stay respectful of the victims and their story. While ruthlessly dragging criminals flaming them (laughs) we've covered everything from con artist anna delvey a personal favorite of mine to unsolved crimes like the austin yogurt shop murders with a five-star rating on itunes go check us out because we're probably that true crime podcast you've been looking for you can find true crime creepers wherever you get your podcast new episodes every thursday bye peeps and creeps